And how do we get free from our bondages and habits and addictions and hang-ups that trips us up? Number one, we have to recognize that we have an issue. Secondly, we have to realize who has the power to deliver you. And third, you have to reach out to the deliverer, that's Jesus Christ. He will set you free. Jesus died that we might be free or released from the power of sin. And he paid the penalty for us that provides the forgiveness that gives us a new life. I once was blind, but now I see. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to the light of the world. Before we came into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we too were walking in darkness. Join us today as we share this message with you and walk in the light of God's Word. I grew up in a time when it became what we used to call the the me generation. It was all about ourselves. There was a song that was published that says, I got to be me. And the Isley Brothers came out and said, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. And we started saying that you can't run my life and you can't tell me how to live. You can't tell me. I I don't want to do what you got to do. Just let me do my own thing. That's what it's meant by blindness. Blind means lacking in perception, awareness, discernment, and being visionless, having no regard for a rational discrimination or guidance or restriction. I'm blind, I'm just going on. And when you're blind, you're going in a direction. And one of the issues with blindness is that when we become blind, when I say we become blind, sometimes that's progressive. You progressively lose your sight. When you become blind, you're not aware that you're blind sometime until you're blind. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, mankind has been walking in darkness. And when they were created, they were walking in perfect harmony with God. God created Adam, and then he created Eve, and then he brought them together, and they fellowshiped together. God would come visit them in the cool of the evening. They were in perfect harmony. They walked with God. They walked like God. They were made in his own image and likeness. They had a good time fellowshipping together, and God made it so they could just live eternally. They were all walking together, seeing the same thing. Then the serpent, the devil came to Eve and convinced her that the reason that God commanded them not to eat of the tree of the the knowledge of good and evil, because he wanted to make sure that they could never make up their own mind about what they want to do. He said, you know what? God don't want you to eat of that tree of the knowledge. Now, what is called the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, he don't want you to know how to decide what you think is going to be good and what you think is going to be evil. You're going to decide that. He don't want you to decide that. He know that if you eat of that, you're going to have the ability to figure it out for yourself and you don't have to listen to him. And Eve said, hmm, you don't want me to figure out why. I was wondering why he told us not to eat that. And the Bible says, when they ate of the forbidden fruit, their eyes were open. Now, they weren't closed before then, but their eyes was open to their own 
thought process and their own determination of what they want to see. Their eyes will open and they can decide to follow their own way instead of God's purpose and God's plan for their life. Before then, they was only walking the way that God wanted them to walk and they were believing God and walking by faith in God. And now they decided they wanted to walk by sight, their own sight, which led them into blindness. Paul says now in the New Testament, for us believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. How we are, we walking by faith in what God says and what God wants us to do and how God's word directs us and not by our own determination. God comes back in the cool of the evening and he's looking for Adam and Eve to fellowship with and they are hiding now, they're hiding. God says, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, well, we had to try to kind of get out the way because we were naked and we need to put something on. Then God asked him a question. God said, let me ask you something. Who told you you were naked? We've been coming together for years and years and all of the eternity since you've been here. Now, who told you, who told you you naked? And then God said, now, did, did y'all have an encounter with the devil? And Adam said, now that he can think on his own, it's that woman you gave me. It's that woman. That's the first instance of finger pointing and blaming somebody else for what you did. Because I can see how to do that now. It's that woman you gave me. And God looked at the woman and said, okay. And she said, hey, it's that snake. And the poor snake, what? Didn't have a leg to stand on. The problem in our world and in our culture today is that most people are walking according to their own understanding. The Bible tells us there is a way, there's a way that seems right. There's a way it seems right to a man, but the end of it is death and destruction. It looked like it's right. It looks good. I mean, it's appetizing. It looked like this is the way I ought to go. Why does it look like that's the way I ought to go? Because everybody else that I know seem to be going that way. You know, sometimes when you're in a strange place and you don't know where to go, you see where the traffic is going and you follow the traffic. When everybody else seem like this is what they want to do, they want to live this way, they want to function this way, they want to act this way, they want to think this way. When everybody on your Facebook page is saying something, now you want to say the same thing. Everybody start acting crazy, now you want to act crazy like that, but you don't think it's crazy because everybody else is doing it. It seems right. It seems right because the other person who's going to the same place is telling you it's okay. And when you get to the door of hell, that's going to be the time you're going to say, now I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death and destruction. You know, I was thinking about this passage about being blind. When I was probably 13 or whatever, I finally discovered that I needed eyeglasses because I, I kept having to sit closer and closer to the blackboard when they had them back in the day so I could see. I thought I could see. I didn't know anything was wrong in my eyes because that was just my eyes. And I went to get some glasses. I still remember it. I went downtown Houston and got on the, took the bus downtown. When I finally got my glasses, I walked outside and I'm like, wow. I didn't know how bad my eyes were until I got something I could see with. 
I'm like, I could see the street sign all the way down there, and I could see this, and I could see that. My eyes got progressively worse. It was always the way that I was looking and and living. My eyes got progressively worse, but I didn't know it because I thought everybody saw like I saw. And that's what the Lord says. You've been living that life. You just think, this is the life. This is the way it is. This is the way it goes. This is what people do. This is how we function. That's just the way it is. But that's not just the way it is. God said there is a way that seems right, but the end is destruction. And then he says in the book of Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your understanding. God is telling you, don't lean on your own understanding. Why is he telling you that? Because he said your understanding is bad. You just don't know it's bad. You don't understand how bad it is. So don't lean on your own understanding because you don't know. God says, I know the end from the beginning. I know everything in between. I know what's going to happen. I know what's not going to happen. I know what, where you're headed. Trust me. Now, how many of us have already decided that we're going to do something we got in a bad situation? Most of us are in the situation we're in because of decisions we have made. Oh, let me say that over here. I I thought I heard an amen over here. Most of us are in the situation we're in because of decisions that we have made. Not anybody else. We made that decision. And the time we made it, we thought it was good. And in order to justify ourselves, we'll blame everything else on why we are in this spot except us. But the Bible says don't lean on your own understanding. Your understanding is bad. My godfather used to tell me a a bad understanding is a good understanding to the person who has a bad understanding. The Bible also tells us in all of our ways we need to acknowledge the Lord and he will direct our pathway. So he's expecting those of us who are believers to acknowledge him in all of our ways. How many of our ways? All of them, not just acknowledge him when, uh, when we get in the ditch and when things go bad. Acknowledge him before you get in the car and start taking off. That's how we walk. We walk according to God's principles, according to God's way. In all of our ways, we will acknowledge the Lord and he will direct our path. When unbelievers, people who are blind are saying, I don't need to ask the Lord that. He gave me my own good sense. I know how to think. I know how to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm just living my own life. And we'll say, this is my life, and I will live it the way I please. That's what we say. It's my life. I live my life the way I want to live it. It's my life. And God said, if you think it's your life, you're wrong. You got a bad understanding. If it's your life, you can keep it. You're going to have to give it up. You can't keep your life. You can't decide when you're going to live and when you're going to die. You can't decide how healthy you're going to be. You can't decide any of that. And if you think you can, he said, you're wrong. He said, just watch me. God don't have a problem with, with you going out and, and going down your own pathway in terms of, of what you're going to do. Because God said, i got plenty of time. Either you're going to go to destruction or you'll be back. Here's what the psalmist says in Psalm 82, verse 3. He's talking to the Lord. Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them from the hands of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk around in darkness. There are many people walking around in darkness. How many of you know that when the lights turned out, sometimes we can't see anything? But the longer we stay in the dark, we can kind of make, start making stuff out. 
Oh, I can see, I can see a little bit now. So you walk in darkness, you've been in dark a long time. You can, you think you can see some stuff. You can survive in the darkness because you can make some stuff out. In fact, how many of you, when you get up in the middle of the night, you don't go turn the light on to go to the restroom. You just know where that path is. Because your eyes was already shut. It was already dark. And when you woke up, you don't say, I can't see nothing. I can't see nothing. You just get on up and you just go all through the house. You know where the red room is. And that's the way you are when you don't know Jesus Christ. You've been going through that pathway so long. You just are walking. You just think you can see where you're going. But you one blind man walking into another blind man. Y'all going to the women's club. All of y'all blind. Y'all going to that party all night long. You're doing them drugs. Y'all hooking up. Y'all doing all kind of stuff. You're sleeping with somebody you didn't even know. When you see him the next morning, you wish you were blind. <laughs> Lord, how'd that happen? Now, I wasn't always saved. <laughs> I was out at 4 o'clock one morning. I was talking to a young lady. My brother tapped me on the shoulder. He said, hey, brother, let it go. You'll thank me in the morning. <laughs> I said, all right, I trust you. I'm walking by faith, <laughs> not by sight. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. He saved a wretch like me. Here's the thing that's an issue because some people are listening to me and they're thinking, why is he talking to me this way and why is he saying that to me this way and all that? You know why? Because I was there. He saved a wretch like me. I'm not talking like I wasn't out there. I, I didn't do nothing. I've always been saved. I know where I was. I know how far I was away from the Lord. I know how deep in sin I was. I was sinking deep in sin, and I was far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, and I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. He lifted me. I had to call on him. He lifted me out of the waters. So when you come to a place in your life when you realize that you're running but you don't seem to get anywhere, when you're working hard but you don't seem to make any progress, you've done all you know how to do but you still don't have any fulfillment in life, you're living life but life doesn't seem worth living, you thought you had a good plan but the plan isn't working, don't you fool yourself. Don't just keep going down that same pathway. It's a merry-go-round. You're on it. It ain't going nowhere. It's coming right back to the same spot. You know who I'm talking to. You know you're just going through the motion. You just know you're trying to hang on. You just know you're trying to make it. Don't be blind. If that's you, you've been most likely walking in the dark. You are blind to God's purpose and to God's plan for your life. Here's what Jesus said in the book of John. Chapter 3, verse 19 in the book of John says, this is the verdict. The verdict is after the judge comes back and read what has been determined. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. If you like to keep walking in the darkness, he said, I, there's a reason for that. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But, somebody say but. but, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. God will bring light into your life, into that dark places. That's the reason Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
I'm the light because men are in darkness. They need light and I'm bringing you some light so you can see where you need to go. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the God of this age, that's Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, and they don't even know they're blind. They think they can see. He's blinded their minds so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. There's a war going on. There's an adversary. There's a force. There's a devil. There's an enemy. There's Satan. Jesus called him that. He's the God of this world. He's blinded the eyes of the unbelievers so you can't see. You just think you can see, but you can't. Jesus is the light of the world. He'll take the blinders off and restore your sight. Then you can say, I once was blind, but now I see. What can you see? You can see your hope. You can see a future. Some believers, I think, are walking with dark shades on. You might not be blind, but you got on some dark glasses. You need to pull those off because believers too often are walking around like they don't have no joy. You don't have no hope. You don't have any future. You're just going through the motions just like those who don't know Jesus Christ. But he says, I come so that your joy can be full. I come that you can have joy, unspeakable joy. I came that you can have a peace that surpass all understanding. In fact, he told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. That's the point where you ought to just shout the victory of God. God says, I got great things in store for you. I got hope. I got a future. I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Not plans to hurt you, but plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you joy and prosperity. I'll make your blessings overtake you. I'll make you have joy in the middle of a storm. God said, I can bless you no matter what anybody else is doing to you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And on top of that, you'll have eternal life to live a life with Christ Jesus. Where's the joy for the believers? If somebody got a little joy, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. You have delivered me from darkness and brought me into the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus Christ. I'm no longer what I used to be. Now I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. I have hope. I have joy. I have a future. Things aren't like they used to be. Glory to God. I haven't seen. And he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Eyes haven't seen. You haven't even heard what I got in store for you. You haven't heard. You need to start walking after me, walking after my word. I can release you from your oppression. I can release you from your depression. I can release you from your hindrance and hookups and habits and all the things that you got going on in your life. God says, I can break that. He broke the power of sin in my life. He broke the habits I had. He broke all the things that I I was trying to do on my own. I was trying to be a better person. I was trying to be good. I was trying to stop cussing. I was trying to stop a lot of stuff I was doing. And I was going to start on Monday, but by Tuesday I was doing it again. But when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, the chains fell off. What I used to do, I didn't do it no more. I was a new creation. Jesus said, I came that you can have life and have an abundant life. Every believer has the opportunity to walk in an abundant life. That abundant life means a good life, a joyous life, a life of peace. You shouldn't be scared all night long. You ought to be resting in peace because God covers you. He watches over you. 
He's my joy. He's my peace. He's my strength. Glory to God. I want believers to start. I, I want believers to start coming up. That's why he said, now you are the light of the world. You have something on the inside of you that ought to be shining out that other folks that don't have light ought to look to you and say, you know, I want some of that. You know, I want some of that. I want some of that. I want some of that joy. I want some of that peace. I want some of that goodness. I want some of that love. I want some of that gentleness. I want some of that self-control. I'm going to talk to somebody for just a minute. I'm done. There are three things you need to do to receive your sight today. I want to look at this little passage, Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. As Jesus went out from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy upon us, O son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said to them, According to your faith, it will be done to you, and their sight was restored. Whoever you are, no matter what you're going through, if you want your sight to be restored, if you want the sight and the vision of God for your life, first thing you need to do is go toward Jesus and call out to him. These blind men, they heard he was coming. Have mercy upon us. They followed him, and then Jesus went in the house. Guess where they went? In the house. He didn't say, look at him. He, you know, he's just trying to give us the cold shoulder. He's just trying to not hear what we're saying. For that, let's go our way. No, no, I, I want to see. And I heard he can provide sight. Let's go in the house where he is. Follow Jesus Christ. Don't worry about all the other little stuff that's going on. Some of you like, I don't go to this church. And it's not my church. Listen, Jesus can give you sight today whether you go to this church or not. You can, go, you can leave out of here with your sight. I don't know if I believe all of that. Here's the thing that Jesus said when they said, hey, Jesus, when can you heal us? Jesus said, now, I got a question. Do you believe that I can do this? So the second thing you need to do is believe that Jesus can do it. He can open my eyes. Now, the first thing, these blind men knew that they were blind. Now, if you're here and you don't think you're blind, you think you're all together and you got it all together and you, you see everything clear, well, you're not going to ask him for any help. How do I know whether I'm blind? Because I haven't reached a place where I've been trying to reach for 12 years. I've been trying to do the same thing. I've been trying to get there. I don't have any fulfillment. I don't know what to do next. I've tried everything I know to try. Some people go back to school, get another education, they get another degree, and they still find out that that's not doing it either. Some people get another wife, another husband, get two more, three more. And the two you had is worse than the first one you had. That ain't working. So you get another car. And then after a while, that car ain't working, so you get a truck. And the truck ain't working. You know what? What You are blind to the fact that you need Jesus Christ to bring you some peace and direction. When a person is born blind, they don't have the benefit or the blessing of looking into the faces of their loved ones, or enjoying the benefits and the glory of God's creation, the stars, the moon, the change of the seasons, the colors that we so richly enjoy. When we are born physically, we are born into darkness and a spiritual blindness. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit that comes into our lives to open our eyes so that we can see what God has prepared for us. It was the songwriter who said, I once was blind, but now 
FDIC. This is Jerry G. Martin, and we certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast. Thank you for allowing us to come into your homes or automobiles or wherever you are to share the word of the Lord with you. If you would like more information about the light of the world, join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. I want to take a moment to invite you to our worship service. We are at 16161 Old Humble Road in Humble, Texas. You can join us Sunday morning at 10 for our live service or join us online again at lowcf.org. I want to share with you that our Christian bookstore is open to the public on our campus. If you're looking for Bibles or books, Sunday school material, or communion supplies, call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you And we'll be with you again next time.